ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, hello again. It is me, Moolah Mir, back at you again. Another episode of Sports with the Dork. Let's get right into it tonight. I don't plan on wasting y'all time tonight. Um, I'm mostly going to talk about the Eagles today. Um, we do it all the time. Um, there's nothing really else that I can tell y'all besides we're doing the Eagles again. It's, it's what's hot right now. They're looking for a coach. As you guys know, they fired Doug Peterson. I am not a fan of firing Doug Peterson. I didn't think he was the problem. He could have been a little stubborn at times with his teams and his, his coaching team, but hey, I guess they had to get rid of him. I wouldn't have. I think it was a mistake, but I don't make those decisions. So my top three coaching candidates would probably be Robert Salah, Brian DeBall, and Deuce Staley. Now, I do know that Robert Salah has been picked up by the Jets. Great hire for the Jets. They got themselves a good one. When the 49ers defense was healthy, they were elite. Like They were top of the league, better than most, better than a lot of teams, actually. Um, their defense is what led them to the Super Bowl the year that they went last year. Um, he would immediately demand respect and accountability and immediately change the culture of the Philadelphia Eagles, which needs to be changed. Let's be honest. Like there's there's no reason why this team has fell so hard and they need a culture change immediately. I said Brian DeBow would have been my second pick, mostly because he fixed Josh Allen's um passing. He had he had the best year of his career coming in, or he had the best year of his career this year. And being quite frank, He's playing like a top-five quarterback. He's playing like a top-five quarterback in the league. I don't know if I would rank him there, but the way he's playing right now, he's a top-five quarterback. He has the Bills in the in the AFC Championship game. So, he's doing something right. The Bills offense is second in points and yards, which is something that the Eagles desperately need, points and yardage. He bring And he would bring, Brian DeBoer would bring much-needed life into an offense that has been stale and dry and vanilla and quite frankly like the eagles offense has been ashy like the eagles offense needs lotion and lots of it it's boring to watch and it's predictable very predictable there's no way me or you can sit at home and predict 75 percent of the plays that doug is calling if we can do it for sure the elite defensive minds can do it 100 percent of the time they're going to know what the eagles are doing on offense and my final candidate would have been Deuce. Um, he's a great leader. He deserves a chance, honestly. Like, I think he's earned it at this point. Um, I would rather see him as an offensive coordinator first, but he did call plays in the senior bowl a couple years back, so I guess that helps his resume. But I would, most, I would want to see him more as an offensive coordinator first before he even attempts to become a head coach. But if there's any man for the job that you would go from position coach to head coach, is Deuce Staley. He's going to demand respect, and the players already like him, and the players already respect him. There are, there have been former players who either played with Deuce or was coached by Deuce that say he's a, it's, it's about time that he gets his respect and he gets his chance. And I couldn't agree with him more. Those are my top three. Apparently, the Eagles' top three might be a little different. It might be a lot different, honestly. They've interviewed everyone. They've had interest in everyone, like, so far, they've interviewed the big names like Salah and Arthur Smith and Eric Bieniemy. Well, they haven't necessarily 
interview Bienemy yet, but they've requested one. They requested an interview with him, and the Chiefs haven't given him an answer yet. Names that no one else has been talking about, like Gerard Mayo and Kellen Moore and Todd Bowles, those guys. Um, they've even tried college names. They've even been interested in college names, like Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day. I don't think neither of them are going to come. It'll be great for the team. Honestly, in the offense, if they did, that'll be more of a Jalen Hurts move, in my opinion, if you bring in a college quarterback, but or a college coach, not a quarterback. There was a report recently that the Eagles were doing their due diligence for pretty much every candidate that I listed off, plus many more, because they really want Mike Kafka. But as of today, actually, um, there was a report that said that the Eagles are no longer interested in Mike Kafka, and that attention has shifted mostly to Josh McDaniels. He had a about a, I don't know, like a nine-hour interview. However, Eagles interviews are historically, not historically, but famously long. Like, they did say that Robert Salah had a seven-hour interview, so I, I don't think really think it's nothing to scoff at, but apparently, according to all the reports, the Eagles love Josh McDaniels. I am 100% opposed to Josh McDaniels. <laughs> My analogy for him is that he is Tom Brady's Adam Gase. Adam Gase has made a living off of Peyton Manning. He had, if anyone named Peyton Manning was his quarterback, Adam Adam Gase was great. If anyone not named Peyton Manning was his quarterback, Adam Gase was not great. Adam Gase has done nothing without Peyton Manning to warrant him keeping a job or even having a job. And the same goes for Josh McDaniels. It's like he hasn't had anybody. He hasn't been good if it's not with Brady. Like, just go back, look at him in, um, in Denver. They... They weren't they weren't good in Denver. He wasn't good as the offensive coordinator in St. Louis when he was with the Rams. The only real time that Josh McDaniels was good was when Brady was his quarterback. I don't think he can fix Wentz right now. I don't think anybody can fix Wentz. I think the only way Wentz is going to be fixed is if he's out of the Eagles organization. If I'm being 100% honest, I wish that we can fix him, but I don't think that we can. I love Carson Wentz. I still got his jersey sitting over there in my closet. It's but I just don't think that the Eagles can fix them, honestly. With that being said, I think that the Eagles should make moves that benefit the Philadelphia Eagles instead of benefiting Carson Wentz. Um, like a guy like Joe Brady or even um, Eric Bieniemy, if they can finally get an interview, I don't think he's going to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. I, as of right now, I do think it's going to be Josh McDaniels. But if you can get an interview with Eric Bieniemy, hire him immediately, please. I don't care if he didn't call plays in um, Kansas City. He's been there. Andy Reid thinks highly of him. I mean, Andy Reid also thought highly of Doug Peterson. And, and honestly, that worked out. The only reason it didn't work out was because of Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman. So maybe you can rerun it with Eric Bieniemy, and maybe it'll work this time. Well, it'll work for a longer period of time. Even if they do get the chance to interview Bieniemy and he doesn't, you know, want to come here, I'll fully understand. I'll fully understand why Eric Bieniemy doesn't want to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles or anybody, rather. The truth about this job is that it's, it's unattractive. Like, the op the only opening that may have been worse, like, at the start of the hiring process was the Lions, and they found a head coach before the Eagles did. Right now, the Eagles got really lucky at the fact that that um the Texans' job has gotten worse because of the situation going on with Deshaun Watson. I fully support Deshaun Watson because they did not do right by him. It's the same thing with the Eagles, so I, I fully support Carson Wentz. So, but this team likes talent, like all around the board on offense and defense. The roster is expensive. There's an inadequate GM with way too much power. There are no big names. Like, no big names want the job. There's only two true candidates, in my opinion. And those two guys are Josh McDaniels and Deuce Staley. 
The reason why I say that is because, like, no college coach wants the job. And everyone else is either in a better situation where they are now, like, for example, um, Brian DeBall, or they've gotten a better situation with a different team like Robert Salah did. As a coaching candidate, I don't see how you look at the Eagles' job and be like, oh, I want to coach there. This is where I want to spend the next possibly four years. A GM controls damn near everything. I can't can't even make decisions about who dresses on game day, let alone now they're talking about lineups and game day lineups. I can't even control that. So why, why would I come here? Why would I come to an organization where I have no say in anything whatsoever? My coach, my GM will listen to me, but he won't make the picks that I want. Like, he's going to go and get who he wants because he missed on Russell Wilson years back. So now he thinks he has to make up for it by drafting a quarterback in the second round when you have holes everywhere else. We could have used Jeremy You could have used the safety. But no, we didn't draft the safety. We drafted a quarterback. As a head coaching candidate, why would I want that? Why is that something that I will want to do or be a part of? It's not. So I, I, will, I fully understand why no coaching candidate wants to come to Philadelphia. It is an unattractive job. Howie Roseman is the biggest reason why that this job is unattractive. And not only that, the owner is oblivious to it. Did you see that, that press conference that he held? He was practically backing up Howie Roseman left and right, blaming everybody but Howie Roseman for Howie Roseman's fault. Like, this organization really confuses me, man. Like, you really want an elite mind running the team. You want a great head coach to run this team, an elite offensive mind to be your head coach. But you won't hand him the keys. Why? Why? Like, you want him to do it your way. That's not how this works. Like, he needs to have say in his roster, his staff, his game day lineup, like a regular coach would. Like, for real, Jeffrey Lurie needs to get his head out of his ass and trust somebody else other than Howie Roseman. He's out here trusting the wrong people. He went through that press conference talking about how he needs to trust. He trusts the right people. You're not doing it. You don't trust the right person. Howie Roseman has been nothing but bad. And you're trusting him to lead another head coaching search, giving him more power than he's ever had before. Guys with Howie Roseman's resume don't get more power. Those guys get fired. And hopefully they'll find another job somewhere else. But like I said, Jeffrey Lurie needs to get his head out of his ass and trust someone else other than Howie Roseman. Until that happens, the Eagles are going to be stuck in the basement. A dysfunctional franchise that's stuck in the basement. Also, I think one of the clear indicators that this team and this organization is dysfunctional is because all of the leaks that seem to happen every week, every week there's another Carson Wentz leak. Every week. Or Doug. Doug had leaks too, leading up to him being fired. And this new Wentz article is something else that proves my point. There is no way that Jeff McClain should have all of these, you know, sources. It's not. There is no way a functional franchise doesn't have leaks. No matter what you want to say about Pittsburgh, they don't have leaks. No matter what you want to say about New England, they don't have leaks. No matter what you want to say about Green Bay, they don't have leaks. Even L.A., it came out earlier today that golf and McVay's relationship is rocky. We knew that about the Eagles 10 weeks into the season. Like, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, if anything, the Eagles allow this to happen with the way they treat Carson Wentz. I love Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz is absolutely babied by the Philadelphia Eagles front office. It is it's not fair to anyone else the way that they treat him. 
And by the looks of it, he's gotten used to it. And now he's abusing that power that they gave him. I'm not saying that these reports are true. They might not be. But then again, what if they are? Jeff McClain pretty much said that Carson Wentz is an asshole that lacks accountability. And I can see those things being true based off the press conferences that Carson has after bad games. How he says he's not going to change. How he says he's not going to change his style of play. So I can fully see if he's in meeting rooms blaming other people for a read that he missed. That's not fair to whoever he blamed it on. Also, he pretty much bullies Press Taylor. Again, I believe that that is the Eagles' fault as well. Like, you got yes-men. You won a yes-men. You got yes-men. And now your quarterback walks all over him. In that type of setting, it doesn't help anybody because Carson Wentz is like the alpha dog leader in there, not the coach. And that who, who does that help? That doesn't help anyone. It doesn't help Jalen Hurts learn. It doesn't help Press Taylor. It doesn't help how he looks. It doesn't help Carson. Because it makes him look like an asshole. And it, it definitely doesn't help <laughs> Nate Suffield. The Eagles need to stop catering to Carson Wentz's every need. Like I said before, I love Carson Wentz. But that is not how the game of football works. It has caused him to lack accountability for his actions. I can live with Wentz being an asshole. All good quarterbacks are assholes at times. But he has to demand more from himself before he demands it from anyone else. But then again, the Eagles enabled it. I will reiterate this one more time. I love Carson Wentz, but he has done nothing, not a damn thing, to warrant the things that the Eagles give him. He gave you 13 great games. They were great. They were great games. They were amazing games. But that is it. That's all he's giving you. Brady barely got half the treatment Carson gets in New England. And that man has six rings. So to the Philadelphia Eagles. Do a lot better with your players. After you move on from Carson Wentz, which will happen eventually, this is inevitable. You will move on from him. After that, treat players like players. And if you're going to treat someone with all this special needs and special requests and baby players, make sure they win you six championships first. And don't get me wrong. I am pro player. I am always going to be pro player. But still, you got to earn that type of stuff first. You can't earn the treatment that the, you can't just get the treatment that the Eagles gave Carson because he had 13 good games because you had 13 good games. You can't do that. So both the Eagles and Carson Wentz have to do a lot better starting next season. If the Eagles want to mend this relationship with Carson Wentz, they, they have to do a lot better. And this is 50-50 on both of them, the way he's acted. If, if this is true, which, like I said, it might be, they... It's, it's on them. They both have to look in the mirror. Carson has to apologize to the team in front of everyone, the entire organization, and the organization has to admit that they were wrong. Carson has to take some accountability for himself, and the Eagles have to stop allowing him to do that. The Eagles have to stop enabling him to walk around like he's untouchable. Man, I just really hope that they can fix the organization i'm not even worried about them fixing carson wentz i just want them to fix the organization because i know carson wentz isn't going to return after this year like after this next year happens carson wentz isn't coming back they need to just eat up this year because of the contract and while they're at it their coaching their coaching search shows this while they're at it they might as well try to fix him if you can't fix him you wipe your hands clean and he's somebody else's problem now if you do fix him great you got to Good quarterback on a decent contract now. 
But I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Until that time, we can do nothing but weep. I know how you guys feel, and I know that you want answers now. I want answers now, too. But it's just something that we can't get at the moment. Sad to say it, but something that we can't get at the moment. I do want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the NFL playoffs. I'm honestly exhausted, and I'm done talking about the Eagles. They are stressing me out. But anyway, the Bucks are playing the Packers, and the Chiefs are playing the Bills. This has been the the most conflicted I've ever been watching in NFL playoffs. I don't really care who wins either matchup. I guess if you want to ask me who I'm rooting for, I guess I'm rooting for either the Chiefs or the Bills to actually win it all. Um, I will, who I think is going to win. I think the Chiefs are going to win. Um, it would be nice to see Aaron Rodgers get another ring before he retires. Um, it'll also be nice to see Brady actually get um, another ring outside of New England to really stick it to Belichick. But my predictions, um, man, wow. I just can't pick Aaron Rodgers to lose in Green Bay. I don't care who the other quarterback is. I can't pick Aaron Rodgers to lose in Green Bay. And in the AFC, if the Chiefs, if Mahomes plays, the Chiefs are going to win. If Mahomes doesn't play, the Bills are going to win. In my opinion, it's that simple. Mahomes make that much of a difference. Um, it's a shame what happened to him. When he got up, he looked bad. Like, it didn't look like he knew where he was at all. He was stumbling. It kind of reminded me of um, Stuart Bradley. When we played the um, Packers in, um, the, um, I think it was the 2010 opener when the last time they wore the Kelly Green uniform. Yeah, it was it was it was bad, but if he plays, Mahomes plays for sure. The the Chiefs, I, I'm picking the Chiefs 100. I do want to see Andy Reid get another ring, but I've been uh, like I said before, I am really conflicted about who I think is going to win or who I want to win. I really don't care really for the NFC. Um, I still don't trust the Packers' run defense. Um, so pretty much, I think if a team can establish a run game against the Packers, the Packers are going to lose. I think that's the key for um, Brady and the Buccaneers. Whenever they play, the Buccaneers are going to need to run the ball with Ronald Jones Jr. and Leonard Fournette. And if you want to throw Lashawn McCoy in there too, go ahead. But I thought he'll probably be a healthy scratch at this point. As for the Packers, just continue doing what you're doing. Like, the Buccaneers secondary had a great game against Michael Thomas, but Devontae Adams is a different monster. He is right now probably the best receiver in the league. No one can guard him. And the only person who might be able to guard him is on his team, <laughs> Jair Alexander. So, so if the Packers can just continue doing what they're doing, I don't see no way that they lose. Like, you're hot. Just keep attacking. And they'll probably win this game because that Bucks secondary is still suspect even after a great game last game. As for Chiefs-Bills, my keys for the Bills will most likely be to, well, if Mahomes plays, pray to God that he doesn't light you up. And if he doesn't play, pray to God that Chad Henney doesn't light you up. <laughs> but in all seriousness, yeah, the Bills just need to hold on to the ball. and eat as much clock as possible. It's kind of like um, Prom Brady 
where if you held the ball and got pressure, you'll win. And I think that's the same formula that they need to beat Mahomes, like get pressure on him, even though he's great. But you have to finish on the, the difference between Brady and the difference. The difference between Brady and Mahomes is that Mahomes is great, like under pressure, and he can scramble. So he has that extra, you know, ability. So you have to get home on sacks. If the Bills can get home, pressure Mahomes, and get sacks and control the clock, I don't see how the Bills lose because their offense can put up points. But I still don't think you want to get into a shootout with Mahomes. The last time I seen somebody beat Mahomes in a shootout was two years ago, three almost three years ago at this point. I do think the Bills should be able to move the ball against the um, Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense is good, but the Bills have been on a roll. So I do think that they can move the ball against them. It's just going to be a matter if the Bills' defense can stop Mahomes. Because if they can, then the Bills will win this game. If I had to make an official prediction for championship weekend, I am going to say Chiefs win and Packers win. I'm not great with scores. I don't want to predict scores. So I'm not going to do that. But I will say Chiefs, Packers, Super Bowl, and Chiefs are king. I, I still don't see anybody beating the Chiefs, even if it is Aaron Rodgers. I am expecting a lot of shootouts, though. Like, I feel as though championship weekend in the Super Bowl, no matter what matchup we get, is going to be a shootout. I'm talking about 60, 70, 80 points maybe being scored. As an offensive guy, I love that. I would love to see three shootouts to end the season. It'll be really fun to sit there and, like, watch championship weekend, especially since my, my, my birds aren't playing. So it'll be really fun to just sit there and watch good two good football teams just play each other and go at it and battle i'm really looking forward to the rest of these playoffs man i really do think they're going to be three great games but to recap on my predictions i think the chiefs win i think the packers win and i think the packers or the excuse me i think the chiefs beat the packers in the super bowl the chiefs go back to back andy Reid gets his second straight title and mahomes is crowned king and outduels aaron Rodgers. Well, that's all the time I have for tonight, folks. Um, I love you guys. Um, I'll try to be back next week again. I'm trying to get more consistent with this stuff. Um, I promise you we're going to grow and we're going to take off. Love you guys. Peace.